Hey guys, Brian here from The Business Machine. I just wanted to give you a quick heads up about this podcast. Charlene Gilman is just outstanding. She really talks about you as a person and, and how we, you know, we talk about how in every small business there's somebody slowly going insane and it's typically the owner and the CEO. And, you know, Charlene really talks about how we can look at things that are going really well and reflect on that and keep ourselves up and keep ourselves going. So I really like this podcast. Fair warning, my audio is not as good as Charlene, so sorry about that, but she comes across crystal clear and you'll enjoy this one. So with that, Charlene Gilman. This is The Business Machine. We talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs to get their advice on how they run their machines. These inspirational leaders share with us some of the tools they use to run their machines and talk about some of the mistakes they made along the way and what they learned. As business owners, we're all trying to fuel our machines create a great team and put tools in place so that eventually our machines will run themselves. So get ready. Up next, the business machine is firing up. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the business machine. Once again, I'm your host, Brian Town and CEO of Michigan Creative. Excellent day here in mid-Michigan. We had like six inches of snow, eight inches of snow, everything. Is beautiful here, and the, except for the roads, but it's getting back together. And today I have a great guest with us, and I've been on her podcast, which will come out later. I'm super excited to hear that one, and it's been a lot of fun. So, of course, when I was on her podcast, I said, hey, Charlene, would you like to be on ours? And she luckily agreed to be on, and here she is today. And Charlene Gilman is a business executive sage. I really like that. I want to talk about that for life, excellence, author, trainer, and podcaster. And she guides a wide variety of individuals and organizations through all stages of the creative process from inception to completion. So this is going to be a really good one. Charlene, thank you so much for coming on our show. Hi, Brian. I'm so happy to be here. Good. How's your day going? <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. We didn't get as much snow as okay. you did. Um, I'm in Denver. We only got a couple inches here in Denver, but you guys got way more snow than we did. Yeah, snowmageddon. I mean, plus it's going to get cold. I, I guess it's going to be like down to five with windshield negative 10. So we're getting it, which is good. I mean, it's almost Christmas time, you know, and, and, and um, it's, it's lovely to see the snow out. It is. It kind of it kind of puts you in that mood of the holidays. Things get kind of quiet. I don't know if things slow down, but they get kind of quiet. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that that you know people keep thinking that there's that two weeks off that everybody has just done and 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 no one's doing anything. But it seems like we get really busy, um, and, and I'm just waiting for it to happen over these next. I have next week off with super big air quotes, but we'll see how that goes. Yes. Yes. <sighs> Good luck with that. Yeah, I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> so you're in the snow and somebody's walking next to you and you're taking a nice walk out in the snow, Charlene, and somebody says, hey, what do you do? What do you tell them? I, you know, you said it very well. So I, I actually am in the business of changing lives for the better, and that's through life excellence coaching, teaching people about life excellence, about what that means for them. Um, and when I say life excellence, it's living up to what you think your standard of living should be today and then elevating that to the next level for yourself. Now, why do you think, you know, we could talk about business coaches and everybody's trying to do this and, and some of them are like 19 and just out of college, but they can be your business coach and let's not get into that right now. But um, <laughs> tell me, and, and I know the answer to this and I don't think I could have enough business coaching or life excellent coaching and still be okay. I, I get why small business owners and large business owners, CEOs, executives need this because it's tough. And I think to be your best in life and to 
be your best in business, you have to be best in your life. So tell me, why, why am I, why do I need this? Why am I looking for you? I guess I want to get across this. How do I know when I need you? You know, there, there's a point in, in life where, where we feel like we're hitting constant roadblocks, right? There's, yeah. there's the, the same life cycle keeps happening over and over and over. And you, the, here's the perfect thing of what's the definition of insanity. It's doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Yeah, I use that a lot. That, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where coaching comes in. That's where a life excellence leader comes in is to help you break those cycles so you can see the bigger vision, the bigger picture that can tie into that bigger vision, bigger picture that you're wanting to get to. So one of the things you say a lot and in, in, in your book too, you say wake up and break rules. Yes. <laughs> so I love, I love that a little bit too. And sometimes that can be scary and because, you know, it's very easy and comfortable to do the same things. Um, you know, and it's hard and we're doing some executive coaching right now too. And some of the stuff in there as far as sales techniques, because that's what I think we really need to learn right now. And um, it's very uncomfortable for me to do because mm -hmm. it's just not my personality. And, and it's saying things to clients like, well, I'm not going to take that as an answer or you know, no, we don't want to work with you. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I could never say that. But boy, it really does take that, those steps. And, and give me some tips on, on how I know that's going to be okay. Like some of these things I imagine when you're working with people, it's going to be things that they're not going to want to do. And it's going to be like, you know what? That's not me. I can't do that. How mm -hmm. do we or why do we need to do that? And how do we do it? Well, can, I, can we use the sales example? Sure. Um, yeah. since, since that's a big one, that's, that's the one coming up for you guys. So, you know, whenever a lot of people think about sales, and especially I was, I was working with, I was consulting with several dentists across the nation and helping them build sales, you know, within their business. And they, you know, if you think about it, a lot of people didn't go to school for sales. Whenever we go to school, they don't teach you anything about how to sell anything. But when we hear the word sale, what comes up for us is, is a direct, uncomfortable piece within us that brings up the old car salesman yeah. mentality. And people think that with sales, that's how you have to be or, or that's what level that you have to work to. But that's not what sales is. And the way that I describe this or coach people through this process to break down that wall for sales is getting them to look at it from a different angle. And here's a great angle to look at it from. And you're doing it every single day. You're even doing it through your podcast is we are influencing based off of the ideas that we're sharing with that other person. We're creating that connection with that other person, getting that influence. And if somebody realizes that they're lacking that influence in their life, that's why they come to you to help them to help them with that that hole, that exactly. piece that's right. missing of influence. That's what sales is, is we are influencing somebody else to get them to a better place. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but if we can't do but, that if we can't do that with ourselves. <laughs> right. But we are the hardest people to drive that within us, right? So yeah. so for for ourselves it's, it's hard for us to understand or to work on that concept. And when I get into wake up, break rules, um, you know, the, the, the subtitle of my book is called it's time to man up and live your destined life. And what that means is 
you can you can keep creating excuse after excuse after excuse on why something can't happen, but at a certain point of your life, those excuses you you yourself get tired of hearing yourself saying those excuses over and over. Sure. And when you get tired of that, that that means something needs to change. And what that get, gets into is taking a look at analyzing and taking an inventory of your life. And when I say inventory, I want you to take a look at your stock of your life with relationships, education, not necessarily going back to school, but how you're educating yourself, health and fitness. Um, how are you take care, taking care of your body so you can truly enjoy success? doesn't make any sense to try to build up success and you have a crappy life. You know, you just don't feel you don't feel anything behind it. So really taking care of yourself on those levels, um, your own spirituality, uh, how you give back to your community. You know, so you really have to take a look at breaking down the rules of your life of how you think things should be. And if you're not getting the, the results that you're looking for, then something deeper needs to change. Yeah. yeah, and that and that does then and it doesn't change everything, but then that helps you. I think, you know, the quote, I hope I don't steal your thunder, but the quote at the bottom of your website, you know, knowing others is, is intelligent, but knowing yourself is intelligence, but knowing yourself is true wisdom. Yes, you stole my quote I know, for the I day. Did, I know, I <laughs> this is a perfect timing, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to that too, but, you know, this is kind of perfect timing because it really makes yeah. a lot of sense that, that you can be the best salesperson in the world, you can be the best, you know, whatever it is, and you can deal with people on, on you know, a manager level that you're great, but, you know, you're really you know, you're struggling with all these other things. And, and I'm a, a classic example, you know, it's really hard as a business owner to, you know, let's say a client's not happy with you, or maybe you lost a contract that you thought for sure that you were going to get, but one of your competitors got it. It's pretty easily easy to get into that space and go, well, they must went with somebody else because we're not very good. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's because the leadership, leadership would, would then come down to the CEO, but it's pretty easy to get into that space. And I think knowing yourself Will allow you to navigate that space a lot easier. It is, but it's the hardest and it's the scariest thing to do yeah. because there's a, just with me even coaching other people. Whenever I've um, coached them through some of this process, like through these processes, I had um, I had a client come back to me to say, "What if I lose myself?" <laughs> and and that's the scariest thing. You know, that question seems so simple and it seems like, are you, are you serious? How are you going to lose yourself? You can't, but that is, the, that's a deeper question within of, am I going to forget who I am with what got me to where I am today? Right. But that's not the right answer to look at or the right question to look at. Instead, it's, what's the piece of myself that I don't know yet that I haven't tapped into yet? So, Charlene, being the um, business executive stage for Life Excellence, of course, all this has worked out with you, right? So that, that yes, <laughs> I'm a student. I'm a student of everything. <laughs> so, and that's interesting to me because sometimes it's hard. You know, I think as a business owner, you know, you can tell your clients and maybe your employees even so so much of what to do and how you want them to lead their life or how you want not lead their life, but how you right. want them to act. When they're working for you and, and clients, what they should do, making decisions. But then sometimes you don't have time to work on yourself. How do you do that? How does Charlene do that? And how do you, what do you do to keep yourself in check? I schedule time on my calendar, yeah. just like a meeting. Just like I mean, it's just 
just as important as it is to schedule that meeting and to show up for a meeting, it's the same level of importance of scheduling time for yourself to just shut it all down, shut off your phone, shut off the internet, shut off the computer, shut off the TV and just be with yourself. I call it dating yourself. (laughs) That's, that's a term that I usually use. It's called like learning, learning how to date yourself. And most people can't even do that. They, most people can't even do something as simple as look themselves in the eye in the mirror. Yeah, that's interesting because now that you say that, I wonder how many times people really do that, looking yourself in the mirror and, and even setting aside a time for yourself because it feels pretty selfish. Doesn't it? But that's the, but that's the, that's the key piece that's missing. Yeah, and I like the calendar aspect too because we, we live and die by our calendars here and I think that's important. And even if you did 10 minutes of quiet time or meditation or whatever you think you could, I know that that helps me but you really got to plan it and you got to do it. Otherwise it's not going to get done. Right. Or even if you take that time to journal or whatever you want to, I mean, something simple, but yeah, you have to, you have to schedule it on your calendar as if it's a meeting with yourself. (laughs) And, and it does, and you said it, it doesn't have to be a full hour. It could be 10 minutes. It could be 20 minutes. Maybe it's 30 minutes, but it's, yeah, it's getting to know yourself, getting to do that assessment for yourself. And, you know, just, taking a moment of, of even reflection of from where you came from to where you are today and what are some of the things that you're happy about in your life today that you thought you would never be able to achieve. Like for you, for example, I know I cover this in my podcast with you, but you took a jump yeah. for yourself from teaching to create your own business, yeah, right? Smart guy over here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you took that chance and there was something you had to spend a certain amount of time to get yourself to that level of thinking in order to take that, that risk. Yeah. And one of the things that's been helpful for me, and I took a little bit from this when I talked to you before is that reflection piece is, is, you know, as, as rough as the day may be. And we talked uh, off air a little bit before about how the start of our day has gone so far here is, is, you know, being on this podcast is going to be super helpful for me because it's allowing me to go hey, you know, we are doing the right thing and, and look where we are five and a half years later, you know, we'll mm-hmm. get through this just like we've got through everything else. And it really does, you know, just looking around the office right now and in the offices that we have and seeing what we've built it is super helpful and it doesn't take much. I mean, it literally is going to take me 60 seconds to do that. Yeah, doesn't take much. And it's just, you know, we, we look so much at trying to find trust in other people and trying to build up those relationships with trust. Right. And if we can just take those, those times of setting that schedule to build trust within ourselves, you'll start to see the outside environment start to shift and change for you. Mm-hmm. It's something, it's so small and it's like the smallest step that you can take. But, um, but you have to do it. You have to do it in order to get to that next level. Yeah, that's interesting. And little pieces can help. So let's talk about your jump, I guess, a little bit. And maybe not <laughs> as drastic as mine. But, you know, you were in the financial industry for a long time. And, and now you're out, out doing this. Let, let's talk about that. What, how did that go? And how did you decide to do that? And, and how did you come up with this life excellence? You know, I, I had a great career. I really did. Um, I had seniority. I had security. <laughs> I had the title. I had everything everyone would would possibly want in their career. And you know, I worked with some great clients. 
my clients were a lot of the investment firms sitting on Wall Street. Right. Um, you know, our, my projects that I ran with my team were from 250 million to 20 billion of assets under management. So I had big projects to work on. But along with that, I also had a team to build and a team to lead. And it wasn't so much about the work that I was doing. What I noticed was my team was more interested in what I was doing outside of work because I was back in school for my MBA. I was I was a big CrossFitter and a little shout out to CrossFit. So I was a big CrossFitter and um, I was always doing something to develop myself. And that's what my team latched on to. And what I realized was as I, as I was growing in my career, I looked at what was the next level, which was, you know, executive management, and then there's the CEO. Sure. So when I started looking at who was sitting in the chair of executive management, not one of them showed any extra leadership ability based off of what I had already gained for myself through my through teaching myself and my team and that scared me it scared the shit out of me sure. actually yeah. and i i realized i had been working so much to build my life up in in a business that was not going to grow or challenge me to the level that i needed to grow to so i literally i walked away without a plan in hand i just walked away from all of it yeah i did and the I, same thing and i, I don't know and people ask if I would do it differently, and I don't. Uh, some days I have different answers, but I, yeah. for the most part, I, I still think no because I don't know without. And I don't know if I, you know, <laughs> what I used to suggest to people is just do it, quit your job, go out and do it. But now I'm really careful about that advice because right. that's only not, advice that you can make that decision for yourself. Right. I don't think and I can qualify that for anybody. It's a total renegade move, <laughs> and and not everybody can do that. Not everybody has the the balls, if I can say, sure. to, to 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 do that. And you had a family whenever you made this jump. I didn't, right. um, but I just made that jump because I knew I wasn't going to develop anymore. And when I look at the past five years since I've taken that leap. I have grown so much at owning my own business. I have grown so much that I feel like I have so much more to give back. Yeah, and I, I, I have to remind myself of that, you know, pretty much all the time because I had a pretty cushy career. I mean, it was, I could have stayed and been a teacher for, and retired and, and voila, there we go. And it was getting to be pretty easy. Um, but I look at now where I am and the people that I know and the lives that I've been able to to. I want to say in the lives that I've been able to help with, I guess, you know, we've got full-time employees that this is now their full-time job. They're buying houses, having babies, they got cars. I mean, that makes me worry too on the other side, but <laughs> so it's kind of like, it's not as good either, but, but I, I would have never met the majority of the people that I know today or our community as well as I know today. Cause that's pretty isolated. You know, when you're just like you probably when you're in a, in a business and, and you're isolated with those people in that community, which was great. I like that community as well. But now I know that community and so much more. Right. So, yeah, I look back at that and I, and I have to remind myself of what the things are that we have that I didn't. And definitely, I mean, <laughs> the grass is always greener, but I could have done that job. I was complaining about how hard that job was and it would be really easy right now. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it funny how whenever you look back, you, yeah. can, you, can, you can think about, man, I can run circles around those people oh, now. <laughs> I, could do, I could work 10 of those jobs in the same day and it would be easy. Yeah, it is. I mean, the, everything shifts and, yeah. and, and that was, and I'm not, you know, telling everyone, Hey, you need to go out and be a business owner. What, sure. I, what I'm, you know, my, my main message here is 
what's what's the risk level that you're willing to take on your life for yourself so by the time you're 60 or 70 you have hardly any or if no or if no regrets at all right Yep. And you felt like you had a very satisfactory life, like yep. that you were fulfilled in your life. Yeah, 100%. Hey, everybody. This week's episode is also sponsored by Freshwater Apparel. Check out freshwateropparel.com. That's freshwateropparel.com. And check out their spring collection of T-shirts and soon beanies are going to be on the way. We love these guys over at Freshwater. It's a Midwest clothing company. And they make all their products in Lansing, Michigan. And the shirts are 100% made in America. So you can't beat that. So if you love fresh water like we do here at Michigan Creative, you should definitely check out their site. Lots more coming. But right now they have t-shirts and tanks for both men and women. Like I said before, beanies are coming, stickers, all that stuff. So check out freshwaterapparel.com and get fresh. Back to the show. So where are we in 10 years? Tell me, you know, 10 years is a lifetime, especially in both of our businesses. I know. I'm like, where are you going to be in 10 years? Shoot, <laughs> hopefully I'll still be alive and not broken in half somewhere. Insane. Um, yeah. Know you what... know, for me, and you know, whenever I, I, I think about that 10 year vision, I honestly hope in 10 years, I can honestly say I have, I, I see something different. I've developed my truth. I've developed my honesty and I've developed my life to a whole new level that all those old cycles in my life are completely gone. Yeah. That's an interesting way to look at it because I think most people that I talk to on here, they're talking about the business and where they want to be financially, but I like that answer. And I think if we can slowly start to work on that just a little bit, I mean, just working on yourself a little bit and, and, and getting out of the old habits that, like I think that quote that you said is, is very interesting and, and doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. I mean, it's so true. We talk about it a lot um, because it's so true. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's what, like, if you, if you really think about that quote for a moment, and if we really take a look at just how, how that drove our lives crazy, and then we take a look at how, how medicated the U S is, you can see how much pain and how much stress a lot of people are under. And, and the more that like you are able to work on yourself, you have your team, you're, you're impacting your community and lives that, that work around you. Same thing with me and my clients, you know, I'm trying to change that whole bit in, in the community, you know, small pieces at a time with my clients of seeing things different. It's, you'll start to see more of a domino effect. And I, the way I like to visualize it is kind of like that pay it forward, like that ripple effect. Mm -hmm you know, that takes place of once you like Brian, like once you know who you are and you're developing yourself, then, then you can lead your team and then you're building leaders within your team and then think about who they're going to lead yeah. within their household. Right. So it does, it creates that domino effect. Yeah. And I, you know, we, I love the quote, you know, and I'm a, as a leader, like I really don't want anybody to know that, you know, I'm the CEO here too, because I always think that, you know, a great leader makes everyone around him or her better than they are. And that's kind of what we try to focus here is, you know, I've surrounded myself with people that are way better and smarter. That wasn't very hard, but surrounded <laughs> myself with people that are smarter than I am. And, and it's and it's really done wonders, but I still have to remember that as a leader, you have to continuously do that. You know, Charlene, I want to get back to something you said about medicated too. And, and I think this is an important piece because you've talked about it with, with CrossFit, but 
you know, how, how often does diet and exercise come into the conversations when you're working with somebody? Every time. Every time. Every right? time. Yep. Every right. time it comes in. Um, diet, your health is like health. Health is very important. And it's always been important for me. Um, a lot of my my friends, they they know I had a, had a major medical scare, um, I guess, about six or seven years ago. Um, not a scare. Well, it was it was sort of a scare. And what I found out was the lack of knowledge that my doctor had and the level of treatment that my doctor was trying to give me was not the right treatment for me. I actually had to do research. I had to educate myself. I, I spent two years because the treatment she gave me, I didn't accept it. And I spent two years researching, studying, um, learning more about my diet, learning more about my energy, learning about the foods that, that have an impact to my energy level. Like I went deep with this and you know, whenever I'm talking to, to my clients and letting them know, that's one of the things I ask them is, are you drinking enough water during the day? Are you something as simple as, are you staying hydrated? Are you, um, are you at least, you know, doing maybe a 15 minute stretch exercise? You know, if you're sitting at, at your desk all day long, you know, what are you doing? Because that has a lot of impact on the stresses that we take on in our lives. And what's the, what's the simple cure of those stresses instead of going to the gym or eating properly? It's being self-medicated. Right. <laughs> exactly. And that can get you in a lot of trouble. And, you know, and if you're not feeling good and you're medicating yourself in other ways, I mean, it's not going to be good for what you're trying to do professionally. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. So what was your mistake? Now, Charlene, we want to talk about mistakes here because that's what we talk about. And, and the reason that we do, and uh, because that's kind of, kind of how I got on your podcast, <laughs> because yep. that's, what, that's what we're about, or that's what I'm about. But, you know, we talk about mistakes in a way that, that you know, do we wonder if we could go back and do it again? Would we would we still want to make those mistakes? And I and I'm still leaning on yes, I would, um, because none of them were that drastic. But you know, I think we're tougher uh, because of them, and I think um, we're better. So, what was your biggest mistake, or what's something that you could say, hey, don't do this, whether it's related to what you teach or, or running a business? You know, um, my biggest mistake was my ego. <laughs> yeah. Ego. It, I mean, it has always been something for me that I never thought I had to work on until I started up my business five years ago. Really? <laughs> and, and I, I realized how much ego gets in our way. And I'm not talking about ego, about being arrogant. Okay. I, you know, ego is anything from being arrogant to, to being that, um, the ego that, that talks you out of feeling worth worthy of something yep. that's yep. ego as well. And, and my ego really toy, I mean, I did a great job in developing this ego of mine and it really held me back. It really anchored me down of not, you know, having, having so much to give to people, but not feeling worthy enough to give it to them. That's an interesting definition of ego, and I, and I, I, I feel very similar to, to you in that regards. But the ego to, to most people is not that. Like, ego is like, oh, I'm the best. I'm number one. You, you know, look at me. But that's not what you're talking about. Mm-mm. Nope. I'm ta I mean, ego goes both ways. It goes both ways. And it's, one of the things I used to do, or that I actually, I do this on my podcast, is I'll bring up a word, and I always bring up the definition 
that comes back to it. And what I do is I try, the reason why I try to bring in that definition is because I want to take away that social connotation of what we think it means. And if you go in and, and search the word ego to find that definition, it'll show arrogance, but there's a couple of more meanings in it that talks about self-esteem. Ego and self-esteem are exactly the same. Yeah, that's interesting, and and it's mm-hmm. your your own worst enemy, I think. And, and it and, is. And I can I know what that feels like because I get into that often, and and it's it's a bad place to be because it's it's almost like that imposter syndrome. I think it's very similar to imposter syndrome, or what I've heard called imposter syndrome is is oh well that makes sense. Of course they wouldn't, you know. Of course we're not going to be able to get that contract, or yeah, who am I to have this business? And I think it's a very dark and, and hard place to, to to be in and to get out of, and. I know when I'm in that space, I don't want to do anything because like, I'm, exactly. I'm, you know, I'm afraid that I'm going to screw something up again. But when I'm not in that space, I can take on the world. And so I think it's a real scary place for people to be in. And I think a lot of people listening to this are nodding their heads going, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. And that's, that's my biggest, that's the biggest piece is, is ego. And that's not an easy one to tackle. Um, because it's, it takes constant work every single day. So let's talk about that. You know, how, cause I, I think I'm good enough now where I know it's coming and, and you would think, you know, <laughs> you would think that's enough. Yeah. And I think that's a big step. I mean, I think just saying, Hey man, I, I know it's coming and I know I'm going to feel like this. I think that's helped me not be there as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's something we can do when we get to that place with our ego how do we get out of that or how can we, because maybe we need to be into it. I'm not saying that we shouldn't always be there, but how do we get away from that a little bit? It's great. One of the things that I, I do a ton of is self analyzation. I ask myself questions. So for example, if my ego is getting in the way of, Hey, maybe, maybe I don't feel worthy enough to, to go speak to this group on leadership, right? You know, I'm just throwing that out for an, as an example, you know, maybe, maybe I don't feel worthy enough to do that. Well, if that's, what's coming up for me in my mind, I need to start asking myself the question of number one, what is making me feel this way? Why, why am I feeling this way right now? Whenever yesterday I'm going through my curriculum for my speech and I feel great. So, you know, what, what is going on in my mind and what's, what's triggering that, uh, my ego or that emotion that I'm getting from this, and where did that come from? And nine times out of 10, I find out where that comes from is something from my past whenever I was a kid that has nothing to do with my adult life. And that's something that we can all do. And the more we start doing that, the more we do that analyzation, you'll start to see more come up from you that has to do with stuff from whenever you were a teenager, a kid, in your 20s, and you realize that doesn't apply anymore to your life today. And whenever you realize that no longer applies, you drop it. Huh. I'm going to need a lot of therapy. So this is going to be longer <laughs> than an hour. So I hope you're ready. But no. <laughs> but, but yeah, and I think, you know, it's funny too what you said about the curriculum because, you, you know, it happens with me too. But you've probably delivered that curriculum before. And it, yes. went, and it went great. And everybody loved it, and, and you know you got clients from it, and it worked really well, and there was great response. But you forget about that pretty quickly. Yes, you do. <laughs> I mean, it's you know one, one of my one of my workshops that I do is is on communication, 
teaching people how to communicate with each other. And I've been doing, I designed that workshop five years ago. I've been doing it for five years. And um, actually, probably about three or four months ago, I had somebody reach out to me to say, can you do something on communication? And I was like, God, do I even know enough about communication? <laughs> you know, I had, to, I had to check myself and I was like, wait a minute, why am I thinking this? And, and it had, you know, I had to go through that whole questioning process of why is this coming up for me now? Is there something that I'm missing? Is there something that where I'm not being honest and true to myself on? And the more you uncover that, the more you start to see your truth and that bigger vision of who you are. And that's interesting. I, I think we all do that just a little bit and reflect yep. a little bit to find out where it's coming from. And then once you find out, you're like, oh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And then move on. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And that's just, you know, that's every day. Every day I'm doing that. So one thing as small business owners or business owners ourselves is where we're entrepreneurs and running, you know, there's lots of things where there's this this term hustle now, which I can't stand. And I'm getting better <laughs> of, of laughing at it when I hear it more now. But, you know, I, I talk about work-life balance and I don't really like that term, but we could always be working in a sense and, and so much so that I think a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners believe that if they're not working, they're losing money. Yep. But, you know, work-life balance is interesting and, and yes, we can go home and, and spend time with our family and then work when they're, when they're asleep, but even maybe we don't want to do that. So how do you suggest that we can actually have that where you and I can't walk out of the door like we used to be able to maybe and that's it. You walk out the door, you're done. You're no longer that person. Um, you can do whatever you would like. I suppose we always think about work at some point, but with us, with cell phones, technology, clients, things like that, it could literally never, never stop. So how do we make it stop for at least a portion of the day? You have to know how to completely shut it down. Um, and it's uncomfortable. So I have my business and then my husband and I have another business. Oh, good. Great. So, <laughs> so it's, it's business on business and that's all that, that's all that we're, we're really ever talking about during the day. Yeah. You know, like I'll be in the middle of something, he'll call me up and say, Hey, can you go do, can you do this call with this person? Sure. And the other thing about our other businesses, we are growing so fast right now. Um, and we, it's, it's hard to keep up. However, when my husband gets home or whenever I get home and, and we make dinner because that's, that's a big thing for me is, Hey, what's our, what's our schedule like for this week to where we can actually cook our, cook a meal for ourselves. Awesome. And whenever we're able to do that, you know, both of us are in the kitchen cooking. Um, both of us are prepping that meal. Both of us are communicating with each other and inherently with both of us spending that time that way, we're not watching TV. We're not checking our phone. Right. And so we're, we're creating that time for each other. Or even like, for example, if I've made the meal and he's been working all day and he comes home, he knows I have a rule. And the rule is do not pick up your phone while we are in the middle of eating. Just it can wait. Nothing, nothing's going to happen. The world's not going to blow up. You're not going to lose the business. Just during, the, during that time, whenever we're eating, just shut it down. Yeah, and I, I found just little things, and this sounds silly, but little things like I don't take my phone places on the weekends very often, you know, unless you know, yeah. somebody has a phone with, you know, if my wife has her phone, we're safe, I guess, not like, you know, <laughs> you survive somehow without cell phones years ago, I don't know how, but, you know, not taking it with me, leaving it in the car when I go to games for my kids, 
And then mm -hmm. during the work week, uh, when I'm actually working, is just not checking email all the time or not having it open has been huge. Right. And it took me a minute to go, i got to check this, make sure nobody needs anything. But not looking at email for a few hours, which sounds like some people are going, oh, my God, I could never do that. Boy, that is that is nice. And it's really, I think I've gotten a lot more done. It is. You know, I there, there's a question that I ask um, my clients or business owners, if, especially if I'm in a room with business owners, I will ask them, do you have a team in place? Nine times out of 10, yes, they have a team in place. And I'm like, can you shut down your phone for one week and go on vacation and make sure your team can run it? And every single one of them, their eyes get big. <laughs> you can you can feel the panic rise up. Yeah, you can see, yeah. yeah. You can see all that happening, and the first thing I tell them is, you have not hired the right team in place for your business. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Yep, that's a hundred percent. And and I feel like I sometimes I can do that. And um, so that leads me into the next question, which is perfect. Is you know I think we know how to get the right team for the most part. Mm -hmm. But one of my questions is, Charlene, is you know we we you and I are passionate about what we do in our business, and we have certain ways that we believe and how business should be run and, and how people should perceive us. And sometimes it gets hard to get that message out all the time because you're busy, you're stressed, uh, you, know, you have real work to do. And so you can't always be like, hey, we're this company and this is what we believe. But how do you make sure that your employees are as passionate or close to as passionate as you are about, about the company? The biggest thing there is you, it's important to develop a relationship with your employees um, a lot of times, you know, with business owners, we get so busy, we're, we're looking for warm bodies just to come in to do some work, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's, you know, some, some offices are like that, but the, the biggest thing, you know, make sure you have the right ones is help them help, help build other leaders. Like, even though you're the leader of your business, it's important to build up leadership skills in your employees along the way. Um, there's, th there's a story that I tell in one of my, in actually whenever I speak about the $250 million mistake that happened. And when I tell people about the $250 million mistake, their eyes get big. They're like, I don't even have that kind of money to even make a mistake with. Sure. Right. But it's not even about the money. It's about the principle and the learning lesson behind it and making sure that you can build those relationships with your team along the way to where they can make a mistake, but you take the fall for it. You take full ownership of their mistakes. And as long as they're they're learning their lesson behind it, you're building leaders along the way. And so I don't have time to, to go through that story right now, right. you know, for this segment. But, you know, the, the end result of what happened to me whenever that $250 million mistake took place, the gentleman that learned from that who was on my team is a leader today. To this day, he is a leader. And he actually leads a team of people because he grew in that moment. And that's the important part whenever you're building a business is making sure you have that right foundation in place with your employees who are here today so they can build other leaders along the way. Yeah, and that leadership is important. And teaching people how to be leaders is interesting too. And I think I'm, you know, I'm decent at that just because I was an educator for so long, but that's such an important piece more so, you know, and, and I think we hire people here, not necessarily based on skills, but on, on personality. And I think that's helped um, because I'm looking for people that can do things on their own and can lead a team because that's, that's the whole idea. But, 
you know, teaching that leadership, I think, is probably one of the best things. And, and giving them the ability to, to fail, I guess, is another thing that we talk about a lot. Yes, they have to learn how to fail. Um, you know, whenever I was managing my team back in Dallas, um, whenever I first took over management, the very first thing I did is I sat them all down in a conference room and I said, who wants my job? I did. And they and all freaked going, out. No, no, not no one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody freaked out. They're like, wait a minute. Didn't you just get this position a month ago? And I said, yes. But here's what I want you to understand. I am not going to be in this position forever and neither should you. These are stepping stones. Yeah. Where do you want to go? You tell me where you want to go and I will help get you there. Cool. Yeah. And, and people don't think like that I mean, until, nope. you t- until you say it. That's yeah, it. they don't. Yeah. They don't. Hi, everybody. Brian here real quick. This episode of The Business Machine is sponsored by the one and only Michigan Creative. That's right. Michigan Creative sponsors this Business Machine podcast for now. So if you have other sponsors that would be willing to sponsor our little Business Machine podcast, it's a great resource for business owners across the globe. And this one is sponsored by us here at Michigan Creative. Michigan Creative is a full service marketing and design firm in Lansing, Michigan. We provide mobile friendly websites digital marketing, video production, branding, graphic design, and much, much more. So we'd love to work with you uh, wherever you are, and we really just want to talk to you. So if you want to just talk to us here at Michigan Creative, you can call me. My cell phone is 517-899-4533, or just visit michigancreative.com. All right, back to the show. All right, so we already stole your favorite quote. Sorry about that. (laughs) But it was timely. I had to do it. I had to do it. So let's talk about a business book. Give me a book that that uh, I'm going to read more than the first 35 pages. Oh my goodness! Um, the best book, and I know I know your site says business book, but it's sure. this has to do with whole life, which has to do with business, is outwitting the devil. Hmm. Um, and that's a book by um, it was a Napoleon Hill actually wrote that book, and then I think it was um, Sharon Lecter that um, that actually helped pushed that book into production a few years ago. And when I opened up that book, it made me pissed off. It made me uncomfortable, but it answered all the questions that I had that I thought was untrue about life. So outweighing the devil. Outwitting. Outwitting the devil. Yeah, outwitting the devil. Outwitting yeah. the devil. I keep eating yes. this. I'm and it does. It makes you very angry. I actually had one of my friends read it, um, and I asked him. I asked him about you know what his thoughts were. He goes, he goes after the first page. He goes, I almost put that book down. He goes, I was so mad. <laughs> and I said, Well, why did you pick it up again? <laughs> and he goes, Because you told me that I should read this. He goes, And I trust. I trust you. And he goes, yeah. I, I trust what you're saying to me. He goes, So I picked it up, and he goes, Man, he goes. My life changed literally right after I finished that book. He goes, everything shifted for me. That's interesting. So I'm have to check that out. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen to you or sure. to anybody else, but it, you know, if you can get past the first five to ten pages of of knowing you're going to be mad and pissed off, keep pushing through it. Okay, so that's going to change my life and make everything great. I wrote that down. So <laughs> Charlene Gilman said that. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're good. I think that's it. Let's wrap it up now. <laughs> So we'll check that out for sure, and we'll have that in the show notes. So, Charlene, if you could meet and have dinner with any business or let's not just say business owner, any person, who could it be mm-hmm. and why? Oh goodness! Um, I actually I want to go with the business owner here, and it's going to have to be Richard Branson. Okay. 
Um, and the reason the reason why I, I pick Richard Branson is because I I like his I like the style that I have seen and that I've read about him. Um, I like the fact that he started in a garage and yeah. he took a lot of bumps and bruises along the way to build an amazing enterprise that he has today. And I would love to just like how I do on my interviews where I, you know, have people become vulnerable and sharing themselves. I would love to have a vulnerable conversation with him of, you know, how he was able to stand up for himself without letting anybody else tear him down. So answer this. I, I, I would, that would be a very good dinner for me, but here's, here's where my thought process goes and maybe a lot of business owners too, or maybe I'm just totally insane. And, um, which is possibly true, probably true. But, um, people might say, okay, great, you know, here's Richard Branson, a lot of other people, but they'll say, well, I'm not Richard Branson. Mm -hmm. So what do you say? Because here comes that ego creeping in. Yep. It's there. The whole, and that's, and that's, you said it, you already did it. So my job here is done. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Good, thanks. I'll I'll say My my coaching is done. Yeah, you're probably billing me for this time on the couch, aren't you? (laughs) You could make a lot of money. Yeah, but that, but that's what it is. It's asking that self that question: Why me? Why? What is it? What is it that I have that yeah. I can give someone? And you don't. And that's the that's the biggest problem that we all have. That I had as well is that compare to despair. Sure. Where we're so busy trying to compare ourselves to other people. You know, whenever I say I would love to have dinner with Richard Branson, I'm not trying to do a comparison game with him. I am trying to figure out how he has developed himself, his trust, so I can find a way to have that same belief system developed within me. Yeah, Yeah, and I like that. I think taking pieces, you're not really trying to be like him or, or, or do things like he's doing, but really figuring out how he got to be who he is on the steps that he took to be that with himself. Yeah, that's interesting. I like that thinking a lot. Mm-hmm. So Charlene, give me an app or some technology that you use on a daily basis that you can't live without. Oh my goodness. Uh, email. It's email. <laughs> I have to, I have to have my email every day. Um, whether if I'm sending email out, Google, Gmail, um, that's been the most perfect thing for me, um, that I use every day. I am not, um, yes, I know a lot of it has to do with social media. Um, you know, especially with me having my podcast as well, you know, I, I do my pushes out to, to Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter, but that's not where I'm spending all my time. Right. It's it's on email or simple. This is going to sound so old, but a simple phone call to someone oh to see gosh. how they're doing. <laughs> I tell you, the phone calls have been like I get so frustrated sometimes, and I'm just I just call it, and I try to get some of my people to do that too because they're a little bit younger, and I'm like, just pick up the phone and call. I, I swear yeah. you can get so much done. And little things like that of just calling somebody, and, and we, we try to send handwritten cards a lot, too. It makes such a big difference, and I think we, we forget about those things. I'll, I'll tell you a little trick about what I do on my business cards, and people get mad at me, and I don't care. But my business cards, I have, I have one set that has my email address on it, and I have one set that does not have my email address on it. It has my phone number. Oh, wow. And and I'm very selective on who I hand out that card to with the email address. I don't want to give it to everyone. So my other card, though, that just has my phone number on it, I get a lot of people coming back to me saying, 
you don't have email on here. How do I reach out to you? And I, and I always say, hey, pick up the phone and call me and let's talk. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Some of my interns from Michigan State, like, they don't use the phone very often. And, and when you call them, they're like, kind of like, uh, hello? <laughs> like, what, what, what do I do? They don't know. Like, they're, they'd much rather text me and I'd much rather call them. It's funny. Yeah. What is this thing making this noise over here? So, Charlene, we... Two things. One, how do we get in touch with you, but who are we to get in touch with you, I think? Who should get in touch with you? You know, the the people that should to get in touch with me are those that are ready to, to take that next step for themselves. Um, you know, to raise their level of, of success, of where they think that it is today and where they want it to be. And let's figure out that way to close that gap. Um, Nine times out of 10, it's just that ego that gets in the way of not feeling worthy enough. Yeah. And that's part of what this whole life excellence piece is, is teaching people how to get rid of that ego and really stand in their true selves. So great thing to, you know, to kind of get in touch with me is I, I have my podcast as well. It's, it's my time is now. If they want to hear your interview because okay, well, you get vulnerable on it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I think I cried most of it. It was uh, actually I, I cleaned that one up, um, and it was it's a good one. It's a good all, one. So you I took all the crying out. No, I didn't. I left that all in there. Oh, perfect. Right. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> Is that even and then help? of course. <laughs> You know, just, you know, if you look at my time is now, or even, you know, if you look at my, my business name, Executive Edgeworks, um, you can kind of see a little bit of what I'm doing on there. But honestly, you know, for somebody that I don't expect from this conversation to somebody, for someone to have trust in me, um, right. you know, because that, that takes a lot. And so why not start someplace small, someplace simple? That's the podcast show. My time is now. You get to hear how. I, I, I build rapport with the people I bring into my show. And if that sounds comfortable to you, then yes, let's talk. Cool. Yeah. I, I, uh, I need to start listening to your podcast so that I can, because there's just a lot of good tips on your podcast. plus just little things that I think are easily digestible too. So I think that would be a great place for people to start. We'll have all that in the show notes too. So Charlene, last question, and it's a big one, but, and I don't even know if we know and this changes all the time, but what do you think and what do you hope that, your legacy will be. Mm, gosh, I I really hope to build a legacy of, of of teaching people to take responsibility for themselves, for their actions, for for who they surround themselves with. And my goal is to build a platform where other people are able to teach people the same thing. I love it. I love it. And I love what you're doing there and your quotes. And, and this has been helpful to me. And I know it's going to be helpful to a lot of our business owners and people that listen to the podcast. So Charlene from Executive Edgeworks, um, thank you very much for being on our show today. I really appreciate it. and love being on your show and, and we should do this again for sure. Yes, Brian. Thank you so much. This has been fun. All right. Again, that was Charlene Gilman. You can check her out, Executive Edgeworks or My Time Is Now podcast. We'll link all that up in the show notes. And so I really appreciate her time. And I appreciate your time as well. And remember, everyone, a great leader makes everyone around him or her better than they are. Have a great day, you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Again, I'm Brian Town, the host of The Business Machine and CEO of Michigan Creative. Thanks, guys. We'll see you on the next one.